Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I'm really excited to have my dear friend, Kevin Lewis, on the program Kevin and I met in, gosh, where were we, Kevin? <laughs> we were in the, out in the middle of nowhere. We were in the middle of nowhere. Stormy. <laughs> yes, yeah, very stormy. Stormy and night. One stormy night. <laughs> one stormy night when we were doing a seance and physical mediumship yes. in, in England, in Europe. And it was, um, we just met and totally connected. So, mm-hmm. so Kevin um, talks about from his earliest of childhood memories that he had the ability to communicate with spirit. His mediumship, psyching, and healing abilities have continued to unveil with each day and experience. His deepest intention is to help others, mm-hmm. an intention that is so deep-rooted he considered considers it his calling. He considers himself a natural-born empath and healer, He relies on and trusts that spirit will always provide him with what is needed most, whether it's a message from a loved one, psychic guidance, or deep healing. His unwavering integrity and commitment is to spirit and his clients. And when you get a reading, you will leave it impacted by by their love. So welcome to the program, Kevin. It's so great to see you again. Uh, you too, Marla. Thank you so much. Yes, oh. yes. I know it's taken a while to go back and forth, mostly my fault. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, I always think these things, they line up. You know, I've had readings before where the logistics of it are sometimes the most complicated part. Right, right. And then when we get together, it's like, it couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. You know, just like flows. things just fall. It does, you know, so I never yeah. look at it as, you know, it just, it always seems to be divine. And, and when we right. actually get together. So thank you so much um, yeah, for having you. me. I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, tell us about how this journey started. I know as a child, you were very mm-hmm. sensitive and intuitive. So let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because I don't actually spend a lot of, of time um, talking about myself. <laughs> I have right. to say that. Well, so it's actually, <laughs> totally <laughs> in. so it's like, it's not the, um, it's not my most favorite. Um, but I do have to say with you, Marla, I feel so comfortable. You have that energy and way about you that is just, um, such pure love and and you're right we did connect we were outside the gates and it was a stormy night and um you were just one of the most lovely human beings that i've ever met and i know it was brief but i just want to um share that with your audience that um what you see is what you get and it just is um so inviting so thank you um i don't not have a memory of being connected or feeling that there was 
something, you know, bigger and greater than myself in my life, you know, and as a kid, I was really sensitive. Um, and I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and, you know, some of the adults in my life didn't know how to manage that or support it. They tried. Um, but in hindsight, I've never felt um, a time that I wasn't, you know, supported and surrounded by spirit, um, guided, you know, given the signs, able to communicate, you know, and I have to say, I think we all have that um, innate ability. You do by nature. And sometimes things get complicated and things are challenging. Um, but if we can, you know, find a quiet place, no matter what age we're at, um, and, and really bring our attention to the moment, the present moment, um, spirits all around us, you know, it, it just never, it's never not there. So as a child, you know, as a young adult, um, through my teenage years, you know, it's looked different through those times. Um, sometimes the more I pushed it away, the more it actually pushed right back in my face. <laughs> and sometimes the more I actually um, wanted it to appear or to accelerate and unveil quicker, the slower it would go. So, you know, there's just a, um, there's just a part of me that surrenders at this point in my life to really just being um, grateful for however it looks. And, you know, it continues to change and there's, you know, similar things that show up and new things that appear. Um, and I just really feel grateful every moment, every reading that I do. Um, I, I couldn't be more blessed. So. Right. So when you were a child, how did spirit show up for you? Did you actually, of course, when you're a child, it's much easier, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how um, did you see things or have invisible friends? Yeah, uh, actually both. I mean, I remember, I think there was, if I could actually pinpoint a time in my life where it was the most fearful, I would say as a child, um, I would say that those are the parts where it felt the most fearful because it was new, if you will. So right. things that I was experiencing, um, and as I'm saying that, I almost feel like I'm the kind of person that will change my mind after I said it, because it's like, <laughs> you know, there were fearful moments, but I wasn't, I wasn't completely feel, uh, yeah. filled with fear as a child, but there were things that were new to me, if you will, that I was unsure of, you know, and I, I would, check in with my friends or my family and they just wouldn't get it. You know, for example, I had imag imaginary friends and I could see them, you know, I would experience them like, like you and I sitting here, but other people didn't. So when I would check in to see, you know, if they were able to see them, they didn't. So I don't know. I think there's a bit of, um, I think there's a bit of loneliness in it at certain points of the mm -hmm. unveiling um, until we can kind of understand it. Um, and maybe we've experienced it a little more frequent, um, but I was able to see spirit. Um, I could feel them around, you know, I had close connections with a lot of adults in particular, my grandmother. 
Um, and she was very spiritually inclined and, and you wouldn't call her a medium in those days, but she was definitely able to communicate with spirit and had countless stories that she loved, um, to share with people that were interested. And I think I was at the top of the list. So (laughs) I was just curious, you know, bottom line, I was curious as a kid. It makes such a difference when you have Mm -hmm. something like that in your life. Definitely. So did you feel different from other kids or was it just totally? I still do. (laughs) I do too. I always say I really don't join the club. Me neither. I know. That's why I think when you like when people like us meet one another, there's just that connection and there's that likeness that we kind of go like those are our people. And we don't have to know them for a hundred years, but it's like there's that that attraction that's like, it's undeniable. So yeah, I I grew up feeling very different, you know, for various reasons. And I think in that it's like, you know, working with spirit is a really, I feel so honored. Um, And there's such a responsibility that goes along with it, that at a young age, it's like, that can be um, overwhelming. And we don't, you know, there's lots of kids and parents and, um, in inquiry that I get that, you know, my son or my daughter um, or my child um, has these tendencies or these curiosities and should we explore them? And sometimes I think we have to actually develop a bit more maturity um, before we start diving into, you know, the world of spirit and spirit connection, if you will. Um, Even though we're not disconnected we're always connected but just um i think that it takes a a bit of um well maturity to actually um handle some of it because it is you can be left feeling really different um and lonely because not everybody understands so so what do you say though to those parents when they're obviously coming to you either concerned or curious what what do you say i mean i love it that it's a conversation you know that that right, kids right. feel comfortable to just come to their parents whether it be like mom or dad or you know a sibling or a grandparent or somebody that they can actually just have a conversation so that they can learn that is very normal you know what right, i mean right. you know things that don't feel normal are some of the most normal things so in that um, early stage um, just the conversation, you know, the validation that they the validation. are, you know, yeah, you know, we need to, to be reinforced that mom and dad might not have all the answers or the parents might not have all the answers, but that, you know, some people do. So maybe parents can, you know, reach out to, you know, somebody that might be a little bit more inclined to have a bit more information. Um, right. Let there be exploration, I would say, but um, you know, baby steps. Yes, absolutely. So when you began your medium mediumship, because what I've learned is that you're right, we all have the ability, but it's, it's like a muscle. Mm. You have to really exercise it, you know, regularly. And it takes commitment, dedication to spirit, all of that. And as it should. So did you have like an aha moment where just your progression at first, since you 
we're so used to seeing and hearing from spirit. Did mm -hmm. it come naturally to you or at times in the beginning, did you question yourself? Did you mm -hmm. have any thoughts like, oh my gosh, that was like more real than real? Right. The big one I think that stands out initially, and although I wasn't like um, a practicing medium, um, I was 14 and my grandma wasn't well. And my parents had um, went out of town to visit my grandma and they came back and she was doing a lot better. And so, you know, they shared that with us that she was doing so much better. And it was the middle of the night. I don't know what time. And she appeared at the end of my bed and she told me that she was going to be leaving for a while. And I said, okay. And I got curious and I said, well, where are you going? And she said, well, she goes, I'm not too sure, but you'll, but don't worry. She assured me, don't worry. She said, you'll see me again. And I said, okay. And I was kind of like, you know, kind of, I, I remember it so vividly because it was like, it was a, it was the, my first actual visitation from right. someone that I knew. And so she said to me, she actually played out what was going to happen. And she said, you know, the next morning, she said, the phone is going to ring and your aunt's going to call to say that I've left for a while. And that's what she said. She didn't say that she was going to die or pass or, you know, transition. She said that I'm going to leave for a while. You know, I'm 14 years old. So she's probably, you know what I mean? They're just so intelligent Hi. and they're able to, you know, they have all the words. <laughs> they teach us so much. So um, how she phoned and, or sorry, how my aunt phoned and, and relayed that she had passed um, and all the details that went with it, I had already known. So when my mom and dad gathered, I said to them, and I started to say like, this is, you know, what's happening. They were like, well, how do you know that? And I said, well, she was here last night. And they were just like, they were blown away because it's like, I was sharing intimate details of exactly how she said she was going to do it, what time, how my mom was going to walk down the hallway. I would hear them crying, you know, they would come back out and they would say, you know, we had some news to share. So in it, I just felt, um, I wasn't afraid. Um, there was no fear around it. I felt completely um, calm and at peace with what she was sharing. And I knew, and I knew, and I still do that. I'll see her again. Yeah, um, and in that, I think I've got off topic to what your question was, but I think that was my first big, like, Hey, something's different about me. Right. And so from there, um, I think I'll fast forward probably to, hmm, I think it was about um, five or six years ago. And one of my friends, um, she showed up, she actually showed up to get her hair done. And she said, you know what? She said, there's a couple of local mediums that are doing some workshops. Are you interested in going? And I said, no, like I was fully in the closet. <laughs> I was like, Marla, I couldn't even say the word spirit <laughs> out loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was completely in the closet. If I ever, you know, I was definitely not comfortable with like acknowledging that part, but she right. says, this is her recall. She said, she just saw something in me. And so about, I don't know, eight months later, she said, Hey, do you remember those two ladies that I said that we're going to um, do these workshops? They're doing them again. 
Are you interested? And you know, those times, I know we've all had it where it's like, when she asked the question, it just lit me up and I knew that it was the right time, you know? And so I said, I'm, I'm really interested. You know, I didn't even really know what it was all about. And so I have to say from that point, which was about six years ago, it's like, I feel like it's been 10 lifetimes in the last six years of learning and experience. It's right. It's so magnificent. It's so magnificent. So yeah, I feel like that those two um, moments really stand out um, as pivotal, you know, and the, the more recent of the two, you know, it takes a commitment and a dedication, you know, like anything, you know, we're all, I think we're actually all born very intuitive, which is about, you know, things about ourselves we can tune into. We're all very psychic. We can pick up on other people's energy. Um, And then there's people that are, you know, have the ability to do mediumship, which is connect with spirit. So, or have spirit communication, you know, of people that have passed. So in that, um, I think the last six years has just been a dedication, an exploration, and an unveiling of what I feel is naturally, you know, just a part of who I am. So, right. yeah. That's so, so beautiful. And you, you are a psychic, you're a mm-hmm. medium, and mm-hmm. you're a healer. I am. So do people come to you and say, well, I want a psychic reading or yeah. I'd like a little bit of both or how to, and we'll get to the healing in a second, but yeah. how, how does that, how does that work? Great question. Um, you know, sometimes I just, I feel like the, the, the setup is everything in everything, you know what I mean? And so letting people know what we do, what it is, a lot of times people aren't even sure of what would a psychic reading be? What's a mediumship reading? So education, those little tidbits that might be um, really clear for us, a lot of people don't know. So I think that it's really important to let people know what exactly um, a reading looks like, you know, what to expect. Um, you know, what questions to ask, you know, what, um, what I actually do and what I don't do um, in order to, I think that, you know, there's certain people that are meant to come to me yes. and there are certain people that are meant to come to you. And there's certain people that are meant to come to the, you know, the next um, reader, the medium psychic. Um, and so um, with a reading, I would say that, I'm just trying to think it's probably, I would say consistently, I have such a deep trust in spirit Marla that I don't think our clients always know what they need. You know, they might have this list of this is what I want. This is what I want to know in my life, whether it be career or, you know, um, relationship or there are certain things about their personal life. Um, They might have a specific relative or loved one that they want to have communication with. But I feel like the spirit world is so, (laughs) they're so much more intelligent than we could ever be. And so because I have such a deep trust in that, I allow them to work through me to give the client what they need. And sometimes it's contrary to what they actually thought that they were there for. 
So I just really, I, I would say for the most part, I set my clients up that if they can come with an open mind, and if I'm prompted by spirit to say, you know what, we're going to spend some time on the healing table, or we're going to focus more on psychic, or we're going to, you know, have some um, loved one communication. <laughs> most common, it's all of it, um, which yeah. I absolutely love. Um, I always, I know that that's always uh, what's, what's best. Right. Mm -hmm. And what kind of um, healing is it? Is it energy healing or we yeah. call it here? What kind of healing? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think that that was part of my exploration that um, because I'm so ethical and you know, I live in Canada, so we don't have a governing um, like association for mediumship. And so it's all for um, medium and psychic work is all for entertainment purposes. And so some people <laughs> don't really take that, you know, with the set of ethics that they should, unfortunately. Um, I'm really, really clear on, you know, my integrity and the ethics that I have um, in any job that I do um, is first and foremost. So especially in, in work of mediumship, and psychic and healing, you know, it just, it's non-negotiable. It has to be there. And so I had that little tap on the shoulder um, about four years ago to explore the Reiki. And it just happened as it does that there was one spot left in the, the Reiki level one class. So I took it and then I got addicted. <laughs> so it went hand in hand. Um, with the readings that I did, because as soon as I would put my hands, I do a um, the Asui um, uh, style of Reiki, and I've since become a Reiki master and teacher. And with that, when I would put my hands on clients, the mediumship was heightened, the psychic readings were heightened. So it was like, to me, it was just like the, the coming home of um, what I needed to, to follow. Right. And so, um, yeah, so I explored that. And then I've since taken some of the classes um, in the UK, they, um, which they're very strict there, which I absolutely love. You know, you have to have a license and things are very governed and they're, you know, you have to have um, a lot of training, um, but they, they, um, they also do Reiki, but they do spiritual healing, which is um, if Reiki was the universal connection, to healing, um, the spiritual healing would be direct um, connection to the spirit world. And for me, I don't ever, I don't, I try not to get too complicated in it. I feel like right, healing right. is healing. And you know what I mean? If we're, to me, if we, if we get so, and maybe some people need to do this and that's totally great. Um, for me, I try to not get too hung up on the detail of if I'm connecting to universal, if it's connecting to spirit, right. I, I'm connected to, you know, the greater and the, you know, the source of that um, is love and, you know, is so divine that I don't get caught up in the, the little um, kind of the, the branches of it, if you will. Yes, so, yeah. yeah the I, healing. I I've heard of the Asui. I do know I was taking some classes with Nick from Banyan Retreat. Oh, okay. And and he has a healing 
a whole healing, you know, program with, with oh, okay. work. so do you do that on Skype now or on zoom, the healing work? I have. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. At first I was so resistant because I was like, you know, we have to get out of our own way and I'm not comfortable on the computer as far as all the technology and all of yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in the last year and a half, um, I had a choice, you know, I could, you know, continue to do things. Um, And obviously that was through our um, technology. And I mean, energy is energy. So if we can make that connection and we set our intention, um, I have to say sometimes those sessions, I don't want to say they're better, but sometimes they're even better. You know, people are in the comfort of their own home. They don't, they're not worried about getting a parking spot and showing up and, you know, all of that. They're just comfortable, you know, as am I. So in that, I think I've had some of the most beautiful healing distance sessions um, through technology, which is, you know, wonderful. Very cool. So do you have a few like stories for us? <laughs> Maybe a, a mediumship story that... Oh, boy that you know when you hung up from that call or from walked out of the and you're like oh my gosh right <laughs> and yeah do you have a do you have a story oh for boy um I'm just trying to think I mean there every single reading that I've ever done Marla without you know without stretching it I feel so it's something that I kind of kept hidden for a while is that I didn't want to take away from my client's experience um, in that, you know, they were so profoundly moved and I would kind of keep quiet. And I'm thinking sometimes I was holding back the tears and sometimes I was thinking how, how spirit has this ability, um, to heal and, and give love and present things and give knowledge and learning, um, and support, not only to the client, but to us. You know, in that role, I feel like we're so, you know, dually um, taken care of that I feel like that, like in every session that I've done, the takeaways are just like, I could go on and on (laughs) about everyone. Um, Sometimes spirit is so clear. And as, as you know, like some, some people have the gift of communication and in the spirit world, there's no difference. And so some of them, I'm just left going you know, I'll, I'll hang up or, or the client will leave. And I'm just so blown away about the detail, you know, the intimate things that are current in their life that, that they're showing us um, to show that they're still with us. You know, number one, clients want to know, are their loved ones okay? And they, you know, I just, I, without a doubt, I, I, I just, no, I, I, it's no longer just the belief. I have such a deep knowing that they are, you know, and being able to um, share with them. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a connection that it's like, when my client leaves, I feel like I'm saying goodbye to my friends that I've made in, you know, in an hour <laughs> that um, I feel that I've shared a part of their life. And I feel so honored for that. Um, yeah. I mean, spirit blows me away, you know, the, the validations and the, the details and the, and the specifics, it's wonderful. Um, but I think when I'm left with, um, in reflection that, you know, I'll have a client and, 
they will feel and I will feel the presence of their loved one. To me, that, that there's nothing greater than that. Yeah. There really isn't, you know, we could have, you know, a hundred validations of all the details of names and, and, and specifics and dates and all of that. And it's wonderful. And that's necessary to establish we've got, you know, a connection. But when you sit there and you feel the closeness of their loved one and the client feels that to me, Marla, oh, it's like, I, 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 I'm so filled with um, joy. Right. So and, filled with joy. And having that deep knowing, you know, is so, oh, just comforting and mm. beautiful. How do you feel that knowing what you've always known, but now mm. this is this is part of your profession, um, this is your profession. This is who you are. It shouldn't even profession is such a, a hard, a cold word. Your your life's path, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, how do you think that we could use the knowledge that we have to help help our young children? I mean, did you feel like as a child when you were being validated because that's a huge part of your early experience? I mean, mm-hmm. even at fourteen, when you were receiving these, you know, these visions and your grandma, um, so that you were just validated. Did that did that help you have more inner guidance and strength and just a knowing that you had others to help you mm-hmm. that were unseen. Yeah. I mean, I, it makes me think that, you know, we can look at it in one way and think that we're gathering and learning and, you know, having our experiences and, you know, adding things to us. Another way of looking that it, looking at that is it's unveiling something that's there by nature. And so looking at it now is the remembering of who we are and who we've always been and who we will continue to be. That that I think is, you know, it's instrumental um, in these times. And I've got four young nephews um, and I've got, you know, countless clients with children, um, you know, and friends that have have kids and, and teenagers. And I was saying yesterday to a client, I said, and I said, you know what? I said, like, it's hard for an adult to live in this world at times. And, you know, for our young kids and our, you know, the, the youth, it's like, they just, you know, I feel like there's just so much there for them. And I feel like they're, um, they're here to teach us Mm -hmm. so much. And, um, I don't know if this goes to, to what you're asking in your question, but it's like um, being different and, and we're all different in so many beautiful ways, but being different can be, you know, really hard. Right. And, right. you know, it's, it's just something that I think that, you know, when we tell our story and we share, um, we make things that sometimes are uncomfortable and hard and, and, and really not nice. Um, we make them normal, you know what I mean? And natural in the sense that we're not alone in it. You know what I mean? In our sharing, it's like we recognize that, you know, people go through so much of what we're going through. There's so many similarities. And so in that, I think that that's, you know, just, it's so important that we share, you know, share where we're at 
um, you know, in that feeling of being different, um, you know, I just, there's so much out there that's available for people to, um, you know, to get the help, to get the understanding, to feel like they're not alone right. um, in that difference. So, yeah. So the, the people who that you, your clients, um, both with your, um, Kevin does hair, he's a hair, yeah. <laughs> hair, do you call it a hairdresser still? Or yeah, what? hairdresser, hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Hairstylist. Yeah. Hairstylist. So with those clients and also with your, with your um, spiritual clients, do they share with their children um, after, not after they have a reading, but do you feel like they're more open with them to open up the discussion that there is something, something more and that yeah. one can, I think it's so important for children, especially once again, even though they already know, but to help them remember um, that they can really, they can still connect. I mean, mm. those that wouldn't past are still right here and they still right. connect and yeah it's so a perfect so- example marla is yesterday it's so great how things you know spirit works in such wonderful ways and um i have a client i was mentioning to you early that um in my hometown where i actually i mean i call it my hometown now been here for since the late 90s Um, but I started hairdressing in 2001 and in that some of the clients that I had back from those early years, I'm now, I I came back to this city after being away for five years and I now I see, I not only see them, but I see their children and, and literally yesterday, my last client in the salon was a daughter of one of my original clients that I had in the first year or two of my hairdressing. Mm -hmm. And she stood there and she said to me, you know, she was, she was coaching me to be quite frank. She was coaching me in some stuff and it was just so moving and she had, she has so much to offer. She's brilliant in her own. And she said to me, she said, cause I said, Oh, I said, I, I, she was offering to do something for me. And I said, okay, but I said, I will work out what that looks like. I said, you know, in exchange. And she said, Kevin, she goes, what you've done for me and my family. She said, I would be honored to do this for you. It makes me emotional thinking about it. But it's like, that's the relationship that I I love. You know, the trust that I've um, developed with her mom um, and her dad and her four children. It's like, they're, you know... I, I, I won't mention names, but it's, it's so common that um, my clients will send me their children, you know, and it's not always for a, um, and sometimes it is a, a mediumship reading, but healing and just, you know, um, spiritual guidance um, yeah. and support and understanding. It just, it fills me up. I love it. I wonder if that's more, I don't want to use the word acceptable, but if people, parents or mm. caregivers do that more in Canada than they do in the United States, because yeah, I don't hear of that very often. And it's so important. Wow. Spiritual oh, guidance, wow. counseling, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. Is- you know, I've got friends that are there. I, I can't remember specifically where this came from. Um, if I remember, I'll mention, but they're, um, Oh, it was a medium that's in, in Europe and she's working, she's got a podcast and she was, she was sharing that she's working, um, 
side by side by a grief counselor. And so, you know what I mean? Like just a demographic always plays a role. And yeah. in it, it's like, you know, some of the value that's there for um, spiritual advisors and mediums and, and, um, and healers, it works, you know, yeah, we need our grief counselors. And yes, we need all of, um, you know, medical and all of that. But the other side of it is, um, a side that sometimes doesn't get um, reached or understood. So in that, um, absolutely, it's it's curious. I think that's important that that came up today um, yeah. for people, that those absolutely. resources, sometimes we have to look, you know, um, further than our own backyard to get it, but they're definitely out there, you know, and especially for our young, our young ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've started a new project and... I, you know, researched near-death experiences extensively and, and mediumship and, and many stories that children have told after they've come back after right. you know, drowning or something like that. And I was in meditation and I was just told that the children who really, really need it and would are children who are getting ready to make the transition right. that are in hospice that are to go in to be able to so i hope to work with the child life specialists mm -hmm. and take them stories and art and music to give to, to let these children hear these incredibly beautiful stories about the light and the love right. and the animals and the plants and the and the stories are all from from very scientific studies that have been, been yeah. done, you know, hospitals with children and at home. But I mean, how beautiful that would be. And you're Wonderful. kind of talking about the same thing with just, you know, children in general. I hope that, I hope we're starting to go a little bit more in that direction where yeah. we're trying to get more of that. Yeah. I feel like it actually, there is that movement. And I think that that's actually um, for sure, North America and Europe, and, and I'm sure it's, it's beyond, um, that there is that sharing of, you know, the world we call unseen. And in that, you know, offering the comfort of, um, and the reassurance and validation. And yeah, through the stories, I think there was a, a recent, well, there was a recent Netflix series that had a couple of episodes on the, on the NDE, the near-death experiences. Yes, um, survival death, yes. Yeah. And then another one, I'm sure you're very familiar. I think she's so brilliant and lovely. Um, the uh, uh, Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh my goodness. I, well, she she's brilliant. And her experience was like... Um, Oh, I mean, that share, the sharing of that story has just, it's helped and um, it made its way to so many people. And her, her new book, which I, I'm not, I'm not here to promote anybody. But <laughs> no, no, I didn't know she had a new book. She's got a new book, Marla, that actually, I think that a lot of the young kids will actually um, identify with. And I've shared it with a lot of people um, and you can get it, uh, the audio version. And she, she narrates it and it's called sensitive is the new strong. And it's about life as an empath. And, you know, so taking things, um, 
you know, the, the insight and information and support and understanding of um, the sensitive and the empath is um, we have so much more information. And so, you know, bringing that into our schools, um, we're seeing little tidbits and some of our, our teachers um, are braving that and introducing it into their classroom. And I mean, that just, I mean, that thrills me. Um, oh my gosh, I, I can't wait I, to get that. You know, her name has literally been brought up in the last three or four interviews I've done. Right. So I, I definitely need to reach out to her. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, no and kidding. Wow. Interview with her. Well, Kevin, we need to wrap it up, but um, what would you like to shout to the world? Oh, wow. That's a big one. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Take as much time as you want. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know, we're in a, <laughs> we're in an interesting place in time. And in that, you know, we are, um, we are so individual and yet we have this ability to look beyond ourselves, um, go back to ways of, you know, taking care of our, our land, um, our animals, you know, nature, each other, you know, our neighbor, you know, we've just got, in my opinion, so far off track. And if we could just, you know, look beyond ourselves in this very moment um, and remember that people have their own story. And sometimes it's a lot harder than you'd ever imagine. Um, but just being there and I think, you know, following what you're passionate about um, we can change our minds. <laughs> you know, we don't have to have everything planned from A to Z. I mean, I learned that, you know, day in, day out, how I think things are going to be in my life. Um, there's a plan and I follow it. And the, sometimes the more I resist, the more, you know, it gets louder in my life and I finally will listen. Um, but that we're in, um, we're also in a really good place. And we have so many opportunities and we have so many um, resources that we can, you know, connect with each other in ways that we never, you know, used to be able to. Um, and that there's support and there's people that are there to um, help us along our way, you know, and sharing our story, even though sometimes it's uncomfortable um, and it takes something to actually um, show up that on the other side of all of that is just such joy and, and love. So, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Very awesome. Aww. Thank you. So Kevin, if people want to find you, I know you're working on your website. So yeah. how, um, why don't you give us the name of that and also yeah. how to, how to reach you if someone wants to learn more or schedule a reading or something like that. Perfect. Um, so on social media, Facebook and Instagram, I am the healing medium. So Kevin Lewis, the healing medium. And for email, which is probably the quickest and the, um, the best would be info at thehealingmedium.ca. You can reach me there and I can, I'd love to, to connect with you. Yeah. I guess Facebook these days, do you really need a website? You know, right. <laughs> that's the, that's the big question. Actually, that's what the, co the coaching was yesterday. I was like, I want to throw the website in the garbage. Am I making a big mistake? That's actually what it was. It's funny right, to say right. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Kevin, thank you so oh, much. Marla. 
see you again. And let's, let's definitely do this again. I'd really enjoy that. Absolutely. I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait to see you in person too. I know. <laughs> and right? reconnect that we'll way. We have to another uh, workshop together. Okay. Absolutely. Love you lots. Yeah. Love you too. Blessings, Marla. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.